can do is Eddie Lampkin has left the TCU basketball team for personal reasons right before the start of the Big 12 tournament. We'll talk about it next on Locked on Horn Frog. You are Locked on Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. So, breaking news that came down earlier this afternoon Eddie Lampkin has left the TCU basketball team for personal reasons. There's no timetable for his return. I would guess, based on some of the things I've developed that I'll share with you here shortly, that he will not be back for the rest of the season. Uh, Frogs today had this initially, or that was the first one that I saw. Have it. I also know Colin Post from Horn Frog Blitz, the 247 Network, has done a really good job reporting this as well. Um, it's been a strange season for Eddie, for this TC basketball team in general. They came in with high expectations, and I think at the end of last season, you saw a team in the wins against Texas Tech, against Kansas, uh, coming back and beating Texas in the Big 12 tournament, destroying Seton Hall in the first round, taking Arizona to the wire in the second round of the NCAA tournament. You saw a team that was fully bought in. Uh, they decided to run it back. Every, pretty much everybody came back from last year's squad. Mike Miles came back. Eddie Lampkin really broke out at the end of last year. And uh, it, it just it hasn't fully come together. Now, they're still in a really good position. They're 9-9 nine and nine in conference play. I think they'll be a 5 or a 6 seed in the NCAA tournament. They have an opportunity to make a run. But the uh, the vibes have been off all year long. Like it just it doesn't seem like a fully cohesive unit. There's been a lot of up and down, a lot of inconsistency. One night they're great, one night they're not, and some of that can be attributed to injuries. Mike Miles dealt with his own injury. Eddie had the high ankle sprain against Kansas, and I think that was the start of what we have seen the last few months of just sort of. I don't want to use the word erratic because I don't really know what's going on behind the scenes, but Eddie would play one night and then he would sit the next. You know, he came back against West Virginia. He came back in that Kansas game and played some of the second half. He played against West Virginia and then he would sit and he would play and then he would sit. He's never really looked like he's back at full strength. He was dealing with um, what was reportedly a back issue now, and that's why he's missed the last couple games. But he decided to leave the team to handle some personal issues um, and it doesn't appear that he's going to be back for their postseason run. So we'll talk about the basketball standpoint of this in a minute. I first want to share, Eddie uh, is very active on social media, and he posted a set of screenshots on Instagram of text messages. I'm not going to share word for word what I'll at least say. I'm going to kind of, you know, skim through it. Um, but his handle on Instagram is LittleEdBall if you want to go find it, or if you just search Eddie Lampkin, you can find it pretty easily. But the first screenshot appears to be a conversation between Coach Dixon and Eddie's mom, um, where Coach Dixon says, Vanessa, thank you for taking the time to speak with us yesterday. I'm sorry I wasn't able to get Eddie to reach the levels that we both had hoped for. I understand Eddie is entering the transfer portal. I know he will be a great player, and I hope and believe he reaches the NBA. The first day for the NCAA transfer portal is Monday, March 13th. We will expedite that immediately. So uh, apparently Coach Dixon, whenever this was sent, is under the impression that Eddie is leaving the team and we'll be going somewhere else. Um, Eddie's mom uh, refuted that claim and said that it's not about him going in the portal, and that's not the reason why he's leaving the team. 
and then she alleged some mistreatment of her son um, and said that Coach Dixon disrespected him and said racial remarks towards him. And then Eddie also posted um, some a text message exchange between him and a coach. I'm not sure which coach it is, um, where basically Eddie said he didn't feel respected. He didn't appreciate the way Coach Dixon was treating him. And uh, that there were also, you know, he felt like racial remarks from Coach Dixon that led to his departure. So a lot to unpack there. I think first off, a really complicated situation on the eve of uh, what is the, the start of the biggest part of this team's season, and that is really unfortunate timing. Um, also, it's kind of strange that Eddie's going this route to, you know, share what's happening, but we he's always been very open about these things. Um, he's just open about communication, communicating with the fans, communicating with people. So I guess this is the way he feels like, you know, um, he needs this is the route he needs to go, and this is the way he thinks he needs to handle this. Uh, I think Eddie's a guy that has, has gone through a lot of loss this season. I know he, he lost his brother, and there's some other family that he's lost in the last few months, and that is really difficult um, to process. It's difficult to deal with, and I hope that he is. I hope that he's okay mentally. I hope that he has the support that he needs. Uh, it, it doesn't appear like he feels like he's getting the proper support or that he's getting treated properly at TCU, and that's really unfortunate. I don't know if there's going to be any sort of investigation. We have not seen other players come forward and allege this. You know, Coach Dixon's obviously been coaching for a long time. To my knowledge, there's never been allegations like this from all the players that he's coached. But uh, Eddie feels this way, and – He's, he's moving on. He's going to go somewhere else, it, it, at least on the surface is what it looks like. A lot of things can change. I don't know what's going to happen here. But Jamie, and you know, in this, in this text message exchange that he posted, seems to think that he's on his way somewhere else. Um, so if he, if he leaves, I think best of luck to him, and I hope it works out. He is a player that when he's fully engaged, um, his energy level is incredible. I think he's a, a fantastic teammate or has been a fantastic teammate. He's a really good passer. I think that's the best part of his game. Um, you know, he's grown offensively. It's a great story what he's done. He transformed his body. He came in uh, and he was really overweight and he cut a lot of weight and got to a place, you know, where he could play on a regular basis where he was starting. You saw down the stretch last year um, just what he can do. He had a really good game against Arizona. He's a great offensive rebounder. So they're going to miss that. And they're going to miss that in the postseason. They're going to miss that in the tournament. Um, I think it's also fair to say, and if we're being honest about it, we have not seen that version of Eddie Lampkin in a long time. I, you know, it's been kind of sporadic this year, but I'm not sure we've seen Eddie at his best. And I'm sure there's a lot of reasons for that. I know health is one of them. Um, I don't know if, if, if mentally he's in a, in a tough place, and I know it's tough to play at a high level um, when you're dealing with that, and I'm certainly sympathetic to that. But I think – we just haven't seen a, you know, a, a peak version of Eddie Lampkin on the basketball court in a long time. So on one hand, the team has kind of been dealing with his absence already, uh, but this is a new level of it. And I think regardless of, you know, how well he's playing, his presence on the floor is significant because it's another big that can go get rebounds can play in the chapter account for. And so your front court is really down to Xavier Cork um, and maybe Salomane Dubaya and Jacoby Coles. If you go small ball, you know, Ed O'Bannon's probably going to have to 
sitting there and play at the four sometimes, and that doesn't give you a ton of options. Um, and if you get in foul trouble in the front court, you're you're in a bad way right now because of because of his absence. So those are things that they're going to figure out over the next few weeks. I want to continue talking about this. Before we do that, though, I do want to pause for a second and talk about FanDuel. FanDuel is um, the official sports betting partner of the NBA, and it's the best sports wagering you know site and app around. They have an app that's safe and secure and easy to use. Um, you can download it today. You can also go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and try their first uh, no-sweat first bet deal where if you put as little as $5 uh, down in your first wager, then you can get up to $1,000 in free bets. You can do same-game parlays. You can just bet simply on the money line, on the winners and losers. You can do it all at FanDuel. Again, NBA is in full swing. Major League Baseball is right on the corner. March Madness is coming up. There's been plenty of opportunities to get involved there. FanDuel, you can download the app. You can go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to take advantage of that no-sweat first bet deal. FanDuel, it's where the game starts. Okay, we're continuing to talk about uh, Eddie Lampkin leaving the team and what that means moving forward. Um, again, I, I think it's been a roller coaster of a year for TC basketball, and I feel like now with what's happening, um, we're hitting a crossroads, and we're really going to see – we're going to see where this team is because it's going to go one way or the other. You're you're losing a player who is super impactful both on the floor and off the floor. You're losing a player who I think when he's at his best is a leader, you know, off the court, who the university has really embraced, the school's really embraced, that gives a lot of energy to this team. And maybe in some ways if this is a situation that was boiling over and this was a huge distraction – Maybe it's something the team can say, okay, we can, you know, this is out of the way for right now. We can focus on basketball. We can focus on playing. We can focus on moving forward. Um, and potentially, at least in the short term, it helps this group. I think also you can see a team that is just beaten down mentally and emotionally and is confused um, and might say, man, this is this is not a lot of fun right now. And so we'll, we'll see tomorrow night, you know, kind of where this team is, how they respond. Are they going to respond in a positive way and say, let's rally, let's do this, let's find a way to band together even in a time where, you know, it seems like we're we're getting torn apart a little bit, or are they uh, just going to struggle and sort of limp, you know, limp in the NCAA tournament and see where, where it stands? I don't have an answer to that. We'll find out when they play Kansas State tomorrow night, but this is a huge fork in the road for Coach Dixon and this basketball team, and – you know, I'm also curious to, to hear more about how this unravels and what actually is going on. Because I, I think, again, I said this in the first segment, this was a team last year that at the end of the season seemed really bought in. Everybody came back and ran it back because they wanted to make a run in the NCAA tournament because they wanted to be, you know, one of the better teams in TCU's history, a team that's remembered among some of the greats at a school that is not known for basketball success. Uh, and at times you've seen flashes of it, and I think people have, have talked all year about how well if, if they could ever fully put it together, then this is a group that's really dangerous um, and can do some special things, but you have not seen it on a consistent night-in and night-out basis, and now um, you're coming up on the end of the year. I mean, you're coming up on Big 12 Tournament, uh, the Big Dance, and that's it. So how does this group 
move forward. From a basketball perspective, I do like what they've done with smaller lineups at times this year. Like I think when Coles is in the post or when he's at the four and five and he can spread things out a little bit more, it creates some intriguing matchups and it does allow your guards who are pretty ball dominant and miles and ball to create some of their own opportunities. Um, but you're losing a lot in rebounding. You know, you're losing some of the defensive end. And I think Xavier Cork is a good player, but like most players in college basketball, he's a guy that you kind of want in spurts. You want him at his best when he's fresh. And that's when you can kind of limit his minutes and allow him to play in uh, different situations and in different spurts during the game. And so now there's going to be a lot to ask of him um, on a, you know, 30 to 40 minute a night basis to pick up the slack for whatever's going on um, with the loss of Eddie Lampkin. And I, I hope this works out for Eddie. He, he is a really engaging personality, a person that people gravitate towards, someone who is really embraced a college lifestyle and appears to love TCU and supports all the different athletic programs and is super popular on campus and seems like a great dude who's full of energy and has been thrown a lot. You know, a lot's been thrown his way in his life, and he's um, found a way to navigate it and be successful. Uh, and so whatever he needs, I hope he can get that. And um, I hope when this sort of shakes out and the dust settles, that he's in a better place for him. But it really feels like, as I record this in the afternoon on March 8th, that we've seen the end of the of the Eddie Lampkin era at TCU because um, he feels like he's been mistreated and, and not appreciated, and so he's considering moving on. But right now he's just said that he's leaving the team for personal reasons, and I would not expect him to be back this season. So um, sort of a fascinating situation on the eve of the Big 12 tournament. We'll come back and wrap things up. We'll do that next. This is Lockdown Horn Frogs. All right, final thing. So we'll have uh, more of a preview of the K-State game tomorrow. Also, TCU baseball, rough game last night. Fall, they fall to UTA 8-7, to seven, uh, fell behind early in that one. Braden Sloan, freshman pitcher, had a rough day, and really it was a rough day on defense. Had a couple times where he didn't cover first base in situations where he should have allowed a few runs. Uh, UTA was up as much as 7-1. to one. They were up 8-2. to two. TCU starting in the seventh inning started to rally, you know, had some big hits, got some runners on. Braden Taylor had what appeared to be a home run in the ninth inning that would have cut the lead to one. Uh, ball ended up going foul, and he struck out a pitch later. Um, Cole Fontenelle had a double that scored uh, Carson Bowen that did cut the lead to eight to seven in the ninth, and then he actually got to third base with two outs, but Luke Boyer struck out, and that was the end of the game. So, Rough loss for TC Baseball. They'll take on San Diego at Lupton this weekend, and so we'll talk more about that on Thursday as well. This is Lockdown Horn Frogs. It's your team every day.